Hello, mamas. Welcome to the Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jade Abbey, motherhood empowerment coach, founder of the Motherhood Community, and together we are going to redefine motherhood. This podcast is for any mama out there that is ready to step into her power, rediscover herself, and be inspired to thrive as the best mother she can be. So join me each week as we begin to create bigger conversations around the journey of becoming a mother, as well as interviews with the most inspiring mothers from around the globe. So as a community, we can start to empower and uplift each other in this wild but beautiful journey called motherhood. This is episode seven, and today on the Mother Hair podcast, we are joined by fellow mama, Sarah Normandon. Sarah is a qualified therapist and coach with over 13 years of experience. Sarah began her career in public mental health, working alongside at-risk children and their families, and eventually transitioned into starting up her own private therapy and coaching practice. After years of struggling with perfectionism and feeling completely depleted and exhausted, Sarah decided to make a change on how she wanted to approach life and after a few years and a lot of deep dives she managed to find her way again. Sarah now specializes in this area and while encouraging a compassionate approach she has now made it her mission to help women feel the freedom that comes with releasing the pressures of perfectionism and completely embracing your imperfect self. So in this episode, we chat all about perfectionism in motherhood and how mums can learn how to let go and release unnecessary pressures that come with this need to have it all together. Sarah delves into her personal journey within motherhood and what drove her to specialise in perfectionism. We also talk on the societal pressures around motherhood and how this is contributing to mothers feeling the need to keep up with unrealistic standards and expectations. Sarah talks on the real impacts it can have on us as mothers when we begin to fall into this perfectionism trap. And lastly, she shares with us her top five ways on how to start letting go of perfectionism and feel more freedom and acceptance in all that you are. So without further ado, let's bring on the beautiful Sarah Normandin. Sarah, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here with us today and dive into this juicy topic. Um, it's actually a topic that sits very close to home for me. Um, I definitely feel I've struggled with the whole perfectionism thing for a big portion um, of my life. And it's really only been the past year or two that I've started to slowly you know really look at why I've been holding those beliefs around that and slowly trying to make that transition into I guess just being okay with being me and accepting that I'm human <laughs> mm-hmm. I know um, especially <laughs> yeah and just kind of um, releasing those unnecessary pressures especially in motherhood so yeah. I really can't wait yeah. to get into this with you um yeah. I would love to just dive straight in. Could you maybe sure. start with, you know, sharing a bit about you and your journey and what it was that kind of drove you to become a coach and specialize in this? Sure. Well, I am a licensed clinical social worker and I have been in practice for about seven years. Um, and I was, um, 
I worked a high stress job in a school with kids in crisis and their families. Um, and I was having some, some, I knew I was anxious and I was having some small health problems on and off during that job. Um, and my, when my son was born, I quit that job and I stayed home with him for about six months. And then I opened my private practice. So I started my own business at that point. <clears throat> and when my, my, when my son was born, everything fell apart for me. I had been someone who was used to being pretty high achieving, um, a perfectionist. And that didn't mean I was perfect. It just meant that I was always trying to be perfect. And I was really hard on myself. Um, if you know clinical work, I, you have to write notes. And I, was, I would annoy everyone I worked with because I had my notes done every day. Like I was always on time with them because I was so incredibly anxious. Um, I didn't want to hand them in late and I got overwhelmed if I had too many to do. Um, so when my son was born and I became a mother, um, I couldn't keep up the facade anymore. I just couldn't. My kid cried a lot. Um, he's a very loud crier. I remember feeling like it must be my fault that he was crying so much. Mm. Um, I remember sleepless nights worrying that I wasn't doing a good enough job. I remember losing my patience. I remember um, I would have to, my, my husband was home on and off, but on the days that he wasn't home and I was by myself with my baby, I was I was beside myself because it just wasn't easy. I didn't know how to do, do it right. I didn't know how to do it perfectly. I thought it, um, I was just supposed to be happy all the time. And I was supposed to have a perfect kid who slept perfectly and I slept perfectly. And I had to really follow his schedule. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't, mm -hmm. nothing was under my control the way it used to be. Yeah. And I remember very vividly one morning, we live sort of, we live in a condominium. So we live upstairs in a flat and it's like three, three levels down to our garage. And my baby was very heavy. Uh, he's a big boy. And I was carrying him in the, the car seat, you know, because he's still an infant and it was so heavy. And I just remember just sobbing, <laughs> get, him, get him into the car. And it was so heavy and I was so tired and I was so down on myself. Um, and Eventually, of course, being an overachiever, I thought this is a great time to open my own business. So why don't I <laughs> perfect? Time. So I have a six month, what's the what's the problem with that? And so I was able to have. So I mean, I remember trying to see a therapist at that point, um, and that didn't even really help me. And at some point, and this as a perfectionist, you might be, you might do this too, like. When I really struggling with something, I try to learn everything I can about it, right? So I actually went and got like I became a parent educator. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally relate. <laughs> also, I've opened my own business. I'm gonna take this. I worked with a great um a great organization called Hand in Hand Parenting. And I decided to become a an educator with them. <laughs> so on top of everything, I was doing their program. Um and I was like at some point. That while I was doing it, I became so aware of the fact that I just thought if I parented hard enough, my kid wouldn't have feelings anymore. Like somehow if I could just like do a good enough job, I could just like make everything be perfect. And around that time, I also developed 
a chronic pain syndrome, chronic pelvic pain. And it was pretty bad. I had to go to the emergency room. I was, I was burnout now that I, I look back and I'd had one episode of burnout before a while ago. Um, so I was almost bedridden. I mean, it was bad. It was really bad. And I was still running my business and I had like a three-year-old. And at that point, um, I realized what I was doing to myself. Mm. I realized how hard I was pushing myself. And I realized that if I wanted to have like be the mom I wanted to be, which was really at that point, just to be like <laughs> walking around and playing with my son, that I needed to change. Mm. And I needed to deal with some of my beliefs and my insecurities and my, my feelings of worthlessness because otherwise I was just, I was going to make myself sicker. Mm, yeah, I can totally, I definitely can relate to a lot of things that you've said there. And it's so funny, isn't it? Because it is, it's just, when we move into motherhood, it's just this point in our life where it's probably the first time ever that we're just, we, there's no how-to textbook with it. Do you know what I mean? And it's, we're so yeah. used to having something like that it's just like you know a step by step <laughs> of how to do things yeah. and it's just it's something that is totally out of our control and for yeah. perfectionism that's like you know your worst nightmare <laughs> I just kept trying to find the right tool I was like if I can just you know and I've had a history of working with children so I thought I would understand and the truth is all people are different and so things and also people have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really parent a kid's feelings away, no matter how hard you try. No, definitely not. Now, so, I mean, when it comes to perfectionism, especially within motherhood, I mean, I think it's mm. fair to say, you know, a lot of it stems from these societal pressures and expectations mm -hmm. that have been placed on us as mums to mm -hmm. enact a certain way and kind of mold into this idolized image of what it is to be a mother. Um, mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Is a lot of it stemming from those external pressures? Oh, so much of it. I mean, I think it's the, I'm, I'm never going to lose my cool. I'm going to be patient all the time. I am going to cook my child, you know, um, three or perfect organic meals and their <laughs> snacks daily, and they will only eat vegetables. Um, they will never look at a screen ever. Um, they're going to be reading by the age of four um, because, you know, just these, um, and they will never hit anyone else or bite or scream or throw a tantrum or, you know, not want to get dressed or, you know, they'll never embarrass me in public. Um, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. All of that stuff. We are, you know, and I think women, especially like this is kind of in a lot of ways, this is sort of set up to be the test of femininity, right? It's like whether you can be a good enough mom, you know, this is it, this is how you show it. And we're, and nowadays we're also expected to have like a, an amazing career <laughs> at the same time. Just do it all. <laughs> Just do it all and you're and be good to at look amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you're supposed to sleep great and you're, you're also like training for a marathon probably. And, you know, you have three shakes a day. I mean, it's just, it <laughs> your house is spotless and yeah. it's just not possible. It is. And I feel like a lot of us as well are following through the generational cycle too of, mm. you know, what we've seen from our grandmother and our mother. And it's just 
trickles through, doesn't it? The generations from what we've been taught through the decades. Sure. And I feel like my grandmother was a, a, a stay at home mom, a homemaker, and she cleaned her house top to bottom every single day. Mm. Now, my mom had a job. She was a nurse. And so my mom mostly kept up that level of cleaning and worked a full-time job. Yeah. It's crazy. And you're like, yeah. And she was exhausted. I mean, and, and I sort of vowed as a parent, like, I don't, I want to be less emotionally drained than my mom was because she had to work really hard. Um, and, and yet <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's really, it's really challenging. And when you don't, I felt it was also very isolating, I think, because I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. And some women seem to be doing fine. You know, I don't know that they really were, but it was hard to find people I felt like I could talk to about it or, or that other people, it was like I had a disease and, no, and people didn't want to, people didn't want to go, you know, people I was close to or people in my family um didn't want to know that I wasn't having that it was hard for me Mm, okay and so did you find that was that the reality of it or is that what you was believing I so here's what I would say I'd say in some instances it was that way and I took that to be that's how it is for everyone right yeah okay so I did eventually, and when I the, the thing about hand-in-hand parenting that was great, and I do really recommend them, is that they have a whole peer support network. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it was normalized for me that I would get angry with my child. Right. You know, that that, that happens, and it's okay. It doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong or that I'm broken, or that I would get angry that I was stuck, you know, that I had a bunch of chores to do and a job and I felt overwhelmed by that. You know, all of that stuff was normalized for me that a lot of women actually do feel this way. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've definitely found in my journey, it's the whole, you know, social media thing and just this image that is portrayed, this unrealistic image. I think, you know, it's so important for us to realize that there are millions of mothers in the world, all from different Mm -hmm. backgrounds, different cultures, living in completely unique circumstances, it's almost absurd to believe and think that we can actually box every single one of us into one version, like one right way uh, yeah. of being a mother. You yeah. just can't, it just doesn't exist. No, no. And you know, you're gonna have dust bunnies. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's, there's going to be a thing full of dishes some days and you're gonna, there's, there's going to be too much laundry and you're going to forget to send your kids homework in, you know, it's just, it's just how it goes. That's life. It's, it doesn't make you a failure. It makes you a human being. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And so with, with that, do you feel because of the, this overload of opinions and set standards, Mm -hmm. um, we've almost lost trust in ourselves a bit, as mothers to just listen to our own intuitions and being comfortable with our own choices. Right. Yeah. I read every parenting book, of course. I think that goes without saying, right? Like I had a whole stack of them. I'd read them all. And um, I, I needed desperately to know, I felt like I just needed someone to give me permission to just do what I needed to do. You know, I just wanted permission. Eventually I just had to give myself permission 
that that there are things and I'd say there are parenting choices I make to this day that there are a lot some people wouldn't agree with them probably um mostly about candy but <laughs> but I know <laughs> for me and my family that's the right choice to make yeah and that's okay I think it's so important to just remember that that you know whatever choice you make that feels right to you will always be the right choice right and we don't all have to do it the same way and I think that is where we get a little that's the compare and despair piece right Mm. so it's hard for me still to the day. sometimes I see like parents that are more restrictive than I am and I'm like am I being you know I still have that twins of like, oh no, am I making a big mistake here? Is my kid going to be a candy addict? You know, I, <laughs> no, whatever. <laughs> whatever the fear is. And, and, and do I have to, you know, it's that, it's that urge to be like, well, then they're doing it wrong. Right. Mm. Then they're, they must be doing Like we can't both be doing it right. And, and that's what you're saying, right? It's we're all kind of doing it right. Cause there is no right. Exactly. There, <laughs> there is no right. Is there? <laughs> there's no right you'll bite 20 different parenting books and they all tell you to do different things and that's and, that, and I, th- I feel like that's what is is causing so much doubt and yeah. confusion is because of just that overload of conflicting information like everyone has their own opinions it's like you just end up being in a place where you just feel so lost of what is the right way and then you try everything and then your poor kid is confused because you <laughs> you keep changing you know you keep changing the approach and they're like why are we doing it this way now you know or you know you just that wasn't a rule and now it is a rule because you just read a different book <laughs> you know definitely and I think it's safe to, safe to say that the uh, a lot of the pressure comes from at the end of the day you know we're raising another human being it is a lot of pressure it's just this it's yeah. hard to not have these thoughts like am I you know ruining my child <laughs> with this oh, decision sure it's a lot yeah it's a lot of well because I think the pressure is somehow and I don't think this was always the way right but the pressure is if if something quote unquote goes wrong with your child then you must be responsible for it you know we do a lot of I worked in the school we did a ton of parenting parent blaming a ton of parent blaming it's kind of a cultural thing like oh well you know what I mean? And I, I, as a therapist and a clinician, I quickly realized that it was sometimes just circumstances, something genetic, you know, it wasn't, and I mean, even what we're calling problems, are they really problems? I mean, again, it's all constructed. I mean, it's, you know, it's kids not being able to sit still in school is, well, maybe some people aren't supposed to, you know, it's, it's just. Yeah, it's, it seems like they're very quick to be like, you know, if that's the case, it's your child's got ADHD. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes. Got to label them, got to fix them, got to, you know, and not to knock anyone who's doing that, but it's just, we want kids to fit into this, this very certain box. And then if your kid doesn't, isn't social enough, well, something's wrong with it. You know, it's, mm. <laughs> we just, again, there's right, this idealization of children and mothers and a lot of blame, um, social blame if, if there, if there's quote unquote a problem. Mm, yes definitely um and so from your experience and with your coaching and the women that you've worked alongside with what have you found are the main impacts on us as you know women and our families when we fall into that perfectionism 
perfectionism trap and feed into those external voices and too much like what are the the real impacts right well um you know first of all mental and physical health problems pop up um and that would that could look like anxiety that can look like trouble sleeping that can look like obsessive thoughts that can look like um getting colds all the time being run down or like me getting a, a chronic pain um issue that really only was solved by by reducing my stress to be honest um but other health problems um see a ton of body image issues you know because i think for women that's like a go-to thing that a we're expected to have you know amazing bodies no matter what you know um time in our life we're in and it's something we we feel like maybe we can control or maybe it'll look make it look like we have it together um and so we might become obsessed with our bodies being a certain way we might develop an eating disorder um we might over exercise um we might try to be very controlling and authoritarian in our parenting, which is something that I, and I didn't even grow up with authoritarian parenting. And I'm not, it wasn't too bad, but it would come out in certain ways where I just be like, oh, you're gonna do what I say. Mm. Um, you know, so getting too controlling, getting too um, worried about certain behaviors. And, you know, as I work with, I, I do work with some moms, you know, they, little things happen and they get really worried about it. Really, really normal developmental things. You know, like my kid was slapping another kid at childcare or biting another kid or, you know, and all, of course you get stressed out about that, but like just getting really, really worried. Really, something's wrong. Um, so just very much um, getting obsessed with cleaning your house, getting obsessed with what kind of food you're feeding your kid. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying you know, don't clean your house. It doesn't matter what food you feed your kid, but just getting like, oh my God, if they have a jelly bean, like the whole world's going to end. Mm. Um, you know, I'm just, just really, anxious. yeah, yeah, super, super anxious and controlling. Mm. And it's, it's going back to, you know, the whole um, illness thing. It's, it's actually crazy, isn't it? How our bodies react physically mm-hmm. to the stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've yeah. never really thought of, I've never actually really linked the whole perfectionism thing to that, but you're so very right. And oh, yeah, there is probably numerous times where I've become sick from burnout. Yes, from burnout. So basically what happens is your body um, under chronic... Is, so when, when you're thinking all of these terrible thoughts about yourself or what could go wrong, all the worrying and then and the negative thoughts, and again, I'm not knocking worrying or negative thoughts, but we can work with those. But when you're having a lot of them all the time, you're in a state of fight or flight. Um, you've got stress chemicals all in your body. You're actually bracing sometimes physically, and this can hurt your back. I mean, all sorts of things happen. Um, your body can't repair as well as it normally would. Um, then your sleep is impacted. So I, it is so common to see women with um, sort of a perfectionism, anxious thing going on and physical health problem. Mm, wow. Yeah. Um, and as well, I think I definitely can relate to the whole, um, I guess I've just come to realize it's really just about choosing your battles when it comes to mm-hmm. being a mum. And I definitely feel yeah. in the early stages, um, of being a mum, I definitely try to control a lot of situations and, 
I guess, just got myself so stressed and worked up over the things that really probably could have been let go and would have <laughs> resulted in, you know, me and her being a lot more calmer. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I think my kids are real bellwether. So he, if we're calm and we're regulated and we're, we're not stressed out, he's usually pretty level. I mean, he'll have moments, but the second I start, I mean, I just look at him and, I, and I'm like, oh, I'm anxious because I can tell he picks up on it and starts ramping up. Yeah, definitely. Hal and my daughter, exactly the same. Yeah. I found that they pick up on our energy so much. Yes. yes. And they feel anxious and then they don't know why, you know, so they're, they just feel like, oh, you know, and so then they start doing stuff to try to get help. Mm. And um, so I think the same, I've let a lot of things go. And probably like some people would be horrified by the things I've let go. And I kind of now have fun with it. Like people would be, people would judge me and that's fine. But I like, my kid doesn't brush his teeth very often. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just not a battle I want to have. And the, you know, the irony of it is like the dentist, like his teeth are great. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. You've just got to find what works for you, don't you? So I would love to get into some ways as mothers, we can actually start to, I guess, overcome and tackle this notion of, always having it all together so um what are some things that can help us let go of perfectionism could you maybe give us your top five ways and how we can start incorporating them into our daily lives sure so I think I just at at this point I just want to give like a very basic rudimentary understanding of how this sort of works um in your mind so your mind has decided that things need to be perfect or something bad will happen basically And so um, you kind of have to figure out a way to override that sometimes when you can. So um, something might happen and and this is the the scale of of awareness, right? So it's becoming aware of when something happens and then you have the urge to fix it or worry about it or be anxious about it um, and and start to just notice when that's happening. And then um, you'll start to see sort of like situations where you need to do a little bit of work around this stuff. Um, and, and then um, what I like to do with people is have them sort of practice um, letting little things go. So in that area, I'm trying to think of a really good example, but okay, say it's you and your child are fighting over the toothbrush. Right. And you're getting to the point. I mean, I've heard of parents like holding their kids down to brush their teeth. You know, you're it's a really stressful moment. Right. We're trying to do this before bed. You know, everyone's tired. Like. Um, so. So there's a couple different things. So I would try letting it go. I would try letting it go a night and feel the anxiety around that um, and soothe yourself and show your mind that things can be imperfect and everyone's going to survive. Right. And then honestly, I have some parenting tips for what you could do if your kid won't brush their teeth, which I probably should do, but I don't, but, um, you know, make it a game. There's all sorts of things. Like when my kid won't go to the bathroom, then I rate, I can basically race my kid and he will do anything <laughs> as long as there's a race involved. Um, but it's, it's letting, you know, here's a better example. It's letting 
it's letting the dishes sit in the sink if that's a problem you have. Mm. I've actually had to do this lately. Is like because I work from home right now, I tend to spend all of my extra time if I have any downtime during my day doing housework. And this week I made a rule. I am not doing, I'm not doing housework during the day. I'm not cooking. I am not, I don't care what things look like because I was getting burned out again. I could feel it. I was getting exhausted. And I kind of talked to my husband. I was like, you need to cook dinner a couple of days this week. I don't care what it is. It can be something easy, but I just, I need to have the time. Um, and so it, but again, it's walking by the sink and going, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and talking, you know, how, working on myself, talk around that, like, no, no one's going to die if the dishes aren't done. Even if someone, no, I might have a big chair, someone will come into the house and they'll see that it's dirty or that I have laundry or that my bed's not made, you know? And it's again, talking myself through, like, it's okay. Everyone is human and no one lives in like a, you know, a perfect space, most likely. Like everyone else has laundry too. They understand. Right. Mm, yeah. And then it's like, and if I'm getting really, really anxious, then it's maybe I'm going to soothe myself in some way, go for a walk or um, um, take a, you could take a bath, you can distract yourself with a TV show, you know, it's okay to do some of that stuff, a little bit of distraction, I think. Um, and it slowly but surely it gets better, you know, but you just have to start somewhere um, working with some of that anxiety around, you know. And it sounds silly when I'm talking about it, but we've all been there. You're like, yeah. no one's no one's mopped, no one's mopped in a in a few weeks, or you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So it's 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 really about continuously, I guess, sitting in that discomfort over and over again, observing it, and until it starts to feel more comfortable. Yeah. So and and little and small little ways. I don't want I you know because I don't want anyone to get. I don't want to, you don't want to like push on that part of yourself that wants to control, mm. um, you know, do you, you don't want to push too hard, just a little bit, just a little bit here and there. And it gets, it gets easier over time and you'll regress sometimes and that's fine. But, um, you know, and it, it might be working with someone one-on-one -on -one if it's really bad, you know, and you just really feel like you need to like have a plan for how you're going to tackle some of this. Mm. Um, it's reminding yourself that, um, and again, it's unsilly, but you're, no one's perfect. Your kid's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. It's forgiving yourself. It's asking for help when you need it, um, which can be a really tough one for people. That's a hard one for me. I still really don't do it much. Um, I have to really work myself up to it. Yeah. It's almost like we've kind of instilled this belief that it's a weakness to ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we're... I mean, I think that's a real belief we're sold, you know, is, is that if you're good enough, then you shouldn't need anyone to help you. Look at you, you're fine. You've mm. got everything you need, right? You know, you, I mean, we feel guilty, right? We're like, I became a parent and now I'm basically saying like, I don't want to spend time with my kids. Like, yes. yeah. you know, there's that real belief that that's what that is. And it's like, no, everyone needs a break sometimes. Definitely. It's definitely more of a strength to be able to do that for sure. Um, yeah, going back to, I definitely, I've found that with, um, personally, it's just been for me about prioritizing, like at the start of the day, just really like, what is my priorities today? Right. And right. being okay with some things just being let go that day. Um, right. 
I often say I actually always, you know, everyone talks about this notion of balance and I always challenge mm-hmm. it because I just feel like I don't feel like balance exists. I really don't. Yeah. I feel like, you know, yeah. you have to pick and choose. Yeah. You can't do it all. Yeah. I'm, no, you can't. And really that's, that's so smart. Cause that's so right. It's like, it's like, you just are like, okay, th- these are the things that have to happen today. Mm. Either they have to happen or this one thing I really want to happen. And then everything else is a maybe, maybe mm. it could, but who knows? Mm. And, and being okay with, I think, I think what's really hard because of like a lot of, of what sort of is prescribed for mental health right now, or what people have as an idea of wellness um, is really hard when you have a child, because it's, you're not like any plan you make can easily be thwarted. I mean, until my, maybe this year, I mean, my kid could easily wake up at 4am any random morning and potentially that would throw my whole day off because it messed up my idea of what was going to happen for the day. Right. Yeah. And so of course you're tired. Um, then you're too tired to do the exercise you promised yourself you were going to do and um, you're grumpy and then you um, you're grumpier than you want to be. And then you feel guilty. And then, you know, it just sort of rolls into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And like you're saying, that's actually kind of what parenting is. Yeah. You know, it's getting, it's getting, it's, it's learning to be more flexible with, you're not there, de- like having grand plans doesn't, you know, <laughs> it's, it's nice, right? But you don't get sleep a lot and they wake up at weird times or they need you at times you, you were planning on having alone time or you were going to work then and then that didn't happen. And we had a whole this summer, you know, with COVID and in childcare, we had this camp our kid was going to, and we're like, oh, finally. Mm. And then a couple of weeks into the camp, he really hated it. He really hated it. And we had to be like, okay, we're pulling, we're going to keep him back home again. That yeah. was not my plan. <laughs> and I didn't like it for a few days. You know, I was really upset about it because again, it was like, I, I wanted it to go a certain way, you know, and mm. And it's not, but the truth is now that I've done this long enough, everything that needs to get done gets done eventually, usually, or it wasn't that important if it doesn't, you know, it's, I'm still managing to run my business and it's okay. You know, it's not perfect Mm. and things go wrong, but. Definitely. I think it's definitely a point in our life where we are just, you just have to surrender. That's where we learn. Yes. Surrender. Yeah, it, it is all. the biggest skill, right? That you learn. Like, I give up. Like, I just can't control this whole situation. Yeah, it's not going to go the way I thought it was. And I think, in so many ways, it's like, and I think a lot of moms will agree with us. Like, you're just a, there's a, you become a different person at some level because you really, really, there is a facade that you had some control, and you just don't. You yeah. just don't. Yeah, and so when it comes to self-compassion like you know as a way of getting through um and overcoming it like how do you feel what are the best ways to show self-compassion how do we show because I I have a lot of women ask that with me is you know how do I truly show self-compassion is that something you can maybe talk on as well yeah I know it's kind of a self it's kind of an abstract concept Mm. I think and I I wrote this blog post a while a while ago called self-acceptance is my superpower and I think there is a point where I realized that 
I just had to accept, I mean, because it is surrendering, it's surrendering to who you are in the moment, you know, this is where I am and it's okay. And, you know, my, I, you know, I'm wearing jeans from 10 days ago still and I haven't washed my hair and there's dust buddies everywhere. And I just yelled at my kid and this is really hard and it's also okay. Because I used to, I do a lot of affirmations. Mm, and when I first started working with affirmations, the only one that could, I could really get to stick was, I want to be a good person. <laughs> That's sort of where I started. I want to be a good, that was the only one that felt like I could really believe it. Well, I want to be a good person. Yeah. Um, and so I do do a lot of affirmations. You know, I start, I start with, I, I want to be a good person. And then I could be like, I'm a pretty good person. Like I haven't murdered anyone lately. Like, you know, mm. and, and then I could go, you know, I want to be a good mother. I am a good mother. You know, I, I, I would just repeat these things to myself and um and then when something happened that let's say I yelled at my kid or I got angry when I didn't want to and anger is a hard one for me because I do not like displays of anger um and when I having a kid I got angry a lot more than I've ever been in my life Mm -hmm. um which was a lot of overwhelm, you know, it was a lot of just being really overwhelmed and being like, I need space. And I would just have to sit with myself and forgive myself. Mm, Yeah. And and talk to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. The affirmations, I I call them um, mama mantras. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. I I do. I find them so helpful. I think a lot of people doubt the impact of them but I I hear you for me I just I found them so powerful it's once you get over the you know this is awkward and it's not going to work part of your mind that resists it because minds don't really like changing their thought patterns very much um they can be so so powerful in the moment really 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 powerful 100 percent. I totally agree well I love all that thank you so much for running us through that um yeah so tell us what's next for you and your journey well yeah (laughs) yeah I have a um so I'm a coach I'm a I'm a therapist where I live and then I do also coaching um and I have a website and I run a five dollar a month coaching group Mm. on Facebook so it's um five dollars a month it's actually going up to six dollars October 15th or something like that um, for, for people who are new. Um, but we do two coaching calls a month over Zoom. Um, and I record them and then you can have, I, you can have like a limited time for replay and then I erase the videos. But so everyone can watch them and they can write in with questions that they want me to answer them. And then we also do, I do Facebook Lives usually in the off weeks, um, answering questions. And then we do like a focus sort of every month so um, last month was emotions and this month is people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do um, like um, energy conservation around the holidays and boundaries and stuff like that. We'll wow. do a money month. Yeah. I love the sound of that. That's incredible. Yeah. That's it's really fun. So we, yeah. So, well, that I came to me one day and it's really fun. And then, you know, I post articles and people have conversations and it's a nice little group. So anyone can join that amazing but, um well I mean I will definitely be supporting you and keeping track of your journey um 
I absolutely love your words of wisdom that you put out on your Instagram. I often relate a lot and you know there's days I see one of your posts and I'm like I so needed to hear that today. (laughs) Oh well as you've noticed I've like because of the again so this is because of the pandemic I used to write long things and all of the stuff and now I kind of have to condense everything into the little square Mm. and I've slowly let myself do that and it seems to be okay you know it's not mm-hmm. again it's like there are things we just have to let go of and there may be a day when I can write a lot more but it still seems to help so mm, I love I it I I love everything that you're putting okay. out so I know there'll be plenty of mothers um out there to listen into this that have you know related in some way to the struggles and found um something helpful to take away from what you've shared so Thank you for being the inspiration that you are and just being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. This was very fun. Yeah, I love it. Um, So for all our listeners, if you would also like Mm -hmm. to follow Sarah's journey um, or interested in knowing more about what she has to offer, please make sure to head on over and show some love to her socials. Sarah, how can our listeners find you? I am at... um, Sarah Normandin MSW on, in, on Instagram. Um, and my website is sarahnormandin.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, Jade. Mamas, if you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more from the Motherhood Podcast, please make sure to spread the love, like and subscribe so you can keep up to date on all our latest episodes and interviews. You can also head on over via the link in the episode bio to the Motherhood Instagram community where you'll find your weekly dose of inspiration, tips and talks all on motherhood empowerment. So I hope to see you all there.